Hi, Broadway fans. We're back for another week of Broadway Breakdown here on Popcorn Talk Network. We have weird hats, tanks, planes. It's right. It's Jesus Christ Superstar, the film. We'll see you in just a second. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Broadway Breakdown. Her voice is like just such that era. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously it's a little bit, it's a few years later, but it kind of has that sound of like the old schoolhouse rock, you know, like the uh, I'm Just a Bill, Conjunction Junction. (laughs) The the music and the, yeah, like all 70s production sounds like this, basically. (laughs) There's like one, you know, it's like how a lot of female actresses in the 20s all kind of talk, oh yeah, you know, they all talk like that. It's basically all the female singers in the 70s basically sounded the same. Hi everybody, welcome to Broadway Breakdown here. I guess this was a, our first May show, yeah. First show of May. Happy May, comrades. Happy May. <laughs> um, we're talking Jesus Christ Superstar, the film. I'm your host, Brianna Phipps. You can find me, bphipps14, on Twitter and Instagram, bphipps1214 on Snapchat. And I am joined again by the lovely Christian Black. I am very lovely, and I can also be found at ChristianDMZ on Twitter, Instagram. And uh, very excited to get to talk again. Two weeks in a row I get to talk about Jesus Christ Superstar. What more could I ask for? And you're excited because I finally got to see the film now. Yes. And I'm very interested in uh, knowing what you thought about the film. Uh, we sort of talked about it last week. My mom used to watch this movie a lot. We had it on VHS and recorded off TV, so I got to see the commercials too. But And I'm jumping in and talking about this as we start because you were playing What's the Buzz? And the one thing that always drove my mom crazy is that they all show up in that bus at the beginning. And she'd always be like... More like, what? Where's the bus? Tell me what's happening. And that's you know, that's mom humor. I was like, it's all right. It's very much like a hippie movement film. Oh, and the bus is very much a hippie. Absolutely. Almost, I couldn't tell if it was a Volkswagen, but yeah, I think they probably you know greeked the brand out of it, so it didn't look like a Volkswagen bus. And you know, they did film in Israel, so it's you know whatever the brand is. But yeah, it, it's that micro bus, that VW bus feel. And uh, yeah, it's all uh, these people getting off the bus after just smoking a doobie and some other things. And yeah, whatever was going around, and and that really sets the tone for the movie version. The fact that the the cast and and to some extent, I guess, the crew show up on a bus. Well, and this is how I wanted to break down this film is because I was like trying to figure out how would I break it down. I'm like, you know what? Let's just go by song. Yeah, I love that idea because um, I feel like it'll go easier than trying to depict it apart. So we start off with heaven on their mind, which of course, you know. Is that long? Uh, um, where we have planes and tanks, like we have all this like new age machinery. Yeah, I mean the modern day conventional machinery. You know, they depicted the army basically yeah. from a more modern approach. It just, yeah, it made me think of um, like across the universe and stuff with the Vietnam and like the oh, tanks yeah, sure. showing up out of nowhere and stuff like that. So. We have that, and then we move on, as you said, to uh, What's the Buzz, which we just listened to. Where's the bus? Where's the bus? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and it's funny, because I, I feel like there there wasn't that much buzz. They kind of dive more into it. I mean, the, obviously, the movie is shorter than the, the, the stage play, mm-hmm. so uh, I'm not smart enough to know which songs they cut out and what's different I and all of that. I did pull up on Wikipedia this. I don't... They... Uh, They kind of kept, I think, most of the songs. They just changed some stuff. Yeah. So they changed some lyrics. Um, They changed some of the content, like Hosanna and The Temple. Uh, The reprise of Everything's All Right. I think they pretty much kept most of the songs. Well, it just moves along so quickly. that They changed kind of how they went in order, and they may have changed some of the lyrics and shortened some of the songs. Yeah. I'm trying to see if they actually did cut any out, but I don't think that I read that they did. Well, what I like about sort of the visual of everyone showing up on the bus, it kind of gives it a, hey, let's put on a show sort of feel to it. And then it's like, you know, it's it's really, and as a kid, I always thought this, it's mixed with the, you know, modern day conventions. And yet some characters are dressed in, you know, more traditional mm-hmm. biblical garb. I mean, obviously Jesus is certainly and dressed so that way. And so Pontius Pilate. Yeah. And, you know, Judas is kind are, of a hybrid. He's like... He's, he, he's he, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. That's well, true. he's like Jimi Hendrix slash, you know, 4 BC space pimp or something. You know, I'm not quite sure what that look is that they're going for. <laughs> it's great. I, I wish I had that outfit. And then we have that traditional kind of hippie look with the yeah. fringe. Yeah. Lots of guys that, you know, have, you know, beards and very long hair. Just, you know, and it's going with the idea like, well, Jesus was kind of the ultimate hippie. And then when we move on to Then We Are Decided, the next song, then we get... The guards in these 
I don't even like Star Wars so type outfit. I was at first I was like because I was watching it for the first time in quite a while actually, and I was like, all right, are the hats like like chess pieces? And well, I'm like, okay, well, no, yeah, the one kind of bulby hat, yeah. and then his assistant guy has the really. It reminded me of Monty Python and the Holy Grail, yes. the French guard hats, but black instead of silver. Yeah. That's well, no, all that's I gr- could think of the entire time he would talk. And plus, he had that weird way of talking. Yes. Like he was going to taunt us a second time, and much <laughs> like Monty Python and the, the Holy Grail. Of course, this movie, on the whole, by the way, always makes me think of Monty Python's Life of Brian, which is basically oh. the Jesus story, except it happens to this other guy at the same time whose name happens to be Brian. And you know, I think it's probably they filmed it on some of the same places. So, so a lot of times I'm watching this because I've seen Life of Brian much more recently than mm-hmm. this. I'm like, oh yeah, I should probably sit and watch that again. But anyway, well, I was sorry. just thinking Star Wars because Darth Vader has the little pack on oh, his yeah. front, and they had that like weird strap thing with no shirt with the pack. Wouldn't it be buttons. interesting? And I was if, like, what do these buttons do? Yeah, wouldn't it be interesting if George Lucas kind of you know as that was put together, he was like, ah, actually, you know what? Come to think of it, I saw Jesus Christ Superstar, and I was like, yeah, I kind of want to do that. Yeah. Um, well, we also have, speaking of Star Wars, we have Mark in the booth again with us today. If you want to say hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> speaking of Star Wars, because he is actually Darth Vader. I don't know if you're telling people that or not, Mark, but uh, oh, I figure. No, it's, it's probably because I host uh, Jedi Alliance here on the Popcorn Talk Network, uh, which is our, our weekly Star Wars podcast. And I'm so surprised that you just whizzed by heaven on their minds, too. I love that song. Sorry. Ah, no. <laughs> and I love Carl on this, too. Carl? The guy who plays Judas. Yes. Yes. Okay, got it. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. I, I had to think for a second. Uh, yeah, one of the things that I noticed, by the way, and I was thinking at first that it was a choice. There's a lot of really long takes, but then I realized I'm like, no, this is the way they used to make movies. I think I was a little thrown off because yesterday I We're saw. We're so used to cuts. Well, yeah, I saw Guardians of the Galaxy two, and that just like there's like every you know no shot is more than like three seconds. It feels like so, and this is like I'm like, oh, this is like three minutes, and they haven't cut sometimes, and I, I think it works really well for mm-hmm. this story and obviously for something that was a stage play but uh, I don't know, it just breathes so much more because of the fact that it's it's a little bit more deliberately paced at least for the most of the movie which I thought was uh, very interesting actually I was I was kind of expecting more weird stuff because everyone kept saying how weird it was so I actually wasn't as like weirded out by some things as I right. thought I was going to be um, the weirdest part to me was just all the different you know like with the costumes and with the scenery having so many different concepts and not it kind of moving together in any way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely... It, it's like, if you're going to go with modern dress, be consistent. And if you want to have maybe just Jesus and the disciples yeah, dress differently... that's why it works in the plays, because Jesus is the only one not dressed in that way. Right. Which, which he's supposed to be separated out anyway. So in this one, where we have all these random different costumes... I, I know that this isn't what happened, but just watching it, you sometimes get the feelings like... Did they just like run out of the budget and they're like, look, we can't buy any more wardrobe for traditional. Just, just wear, wear what, what you got, you whatever you got, whatever you wore on the bus. Just go ahead. And yeah, it, it's it, you know, I don't know the fact that it's not consistent all the way through. It. It's not just Jesus and the disciples. There's plenty of other people who have that. And uh, also, what I found jarring was the fact that uh, Caiaphas's uh, assistant, as we referred to him, his name I unfortunately meant to look up but didn't. Um, he looks so much like present day Jared Leto that I was very distracted the entire time. <laughs> I was like, is he going to turn into the Joker? I hope not. But um, it would be quite a twist. <laughs> well, that Jesus Christ Superstar by M Night Shyamalan, starring Jared Leto. We'd have oh. everything we needed right there. Um, but anyway, sorry. So I'll let you uh, move on. Yeah, move on. <laughs> so then we move on to Everything's All Right. Yes, where we have this amazing actress. Uh, I wrote down her name, uh, Yvonne Illiman. Mm-hmm. She has a great voice. She's an amazing voice. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. And it's uh, I because I've seen the movie so many times. That's kind of who I compare everyone else, else to, to. You know, yeah. And there are plenty of great women have sang these songs and done this part. But it's just that's sort of the one that I go to. And just like Ted Neely is sort of the benchmark for for Jesus for me. And like in the version I saw um, in the movie, Carl Anderson, who played as Mark said, plays Judas. He was so much more angry at her than the one I saw. Yes. He like had this like passion of anger towards her, which yeah. I mean is how it's supposed to be. Right. I mean, he gives the backhanded where he's like, I'm not judging you by what you do, but clearly I'm judging you for the fact that you do what but you do. But then he makes, yeah. you know, he tries to uh change it in his mind by saying, you know, it's okay like that 
um, he's like not okay with her putting this money in for these oils because they could use it on the poor and stuff like so he justifies his reasons for being angry when yeah yeah he's like I, I, I yeah I think it's interesting the way he transfers his anger to kind of justify it to him more like why he's so angry that uh, well that Jesus gets top building over Judas basically I don't think that's actually what his problem is but uh, yeah then oh, I mean in the play and in the movie I would say Judas is pretty much the top bill yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree. I mean, obviously, the story is told through Judas's perspective, essentially, mm-hmm. which I think is one of those things that sort of allows for, you know, an interpretation that I think some religious groups, of course, back in the early 70s were upset about. It's just like, look, this is how Judas saw all this happening. You know, It was, so, it was wicked before wicked. <laughs> it was wicked. <laughs> That's actually a really good way to put it. I, I One of my things that I like about the Judas character is that it makes it makes him human instead of this like demon person that we are all, that we've been those those who grew up in in a religious home are raised to see him portrayed as mm-hmm. so I, I like that it it get you understand why he's making all of these decisions you still don't agree with them but you you see why he it's, would follow this path yeah it's it's easy, it's better to like at least see that he had reasons rather than he rather than he was just this jealous person yeah Right, he felt like he had to do this, and then of course, when he sees the way that it all unravels, you know, I mean, he throws the money because he's like, it wasn't about that. The fact that they say, "Congratulations, Judas, you caused this. Why don't you sit back and watch?" And you know, that's what that's sort of like the horrifying moment for him later. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think. I, I don't know. I mean, you don't want to say that Judas is a sympathetic character, but you can understand him a lot more because of the way that it's mm-hmm. portrayed. And, you know, I think the stage show is, is similar in that way. But the movie is very distinctively has made that choice that this really so is Judas's story. Yeah, yeah. we're going to be sympathetic towards him in ways we're going to understand him better. Um, which leads us to this Jesus must die. Going yes. back to our little chess piece space people. <laughs> yeah, that's all I can. I know. And I just want to. I just want to meet the person that made their costumes and just be like, "What was?" That would actually be fascinating. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I just, you know, just had some hats and was like, "Let's make them bigger." And there was like a, a super tall fez at one point in one of the crowd shots. I was noticing it was like it was like four fezzes stacked I just like on top that they're of like each completely other, completely covered but shirtless. Well, I mean, come on, you know, it's the desert. You know, you got to cover your head, but uh, you also want to get some <laughs> color. Yeah, just on the chest. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there's, it's, it's so looking at how many songs there are, cause it's all just songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like crazy to me. Like it's, well, yeah, and, and some I, of them are smaller. Yeah. They're sort of little, you know, moments that sort of are reprised and they go back and forth between some of them uh, throughout the course. And, you know, there's some great visuals that are able to be used because this is a movie instead of a stage version, you mm-hmm. know, like there's you know, Jesus sort of going through the desert. He's surrounded by like tons of children and it's just, it's a great visual, you know, it's like a, it's a very Sunday school well, and, image, um, but uh, just because they have the scope where he's able to walk around and go, cover such distances well, I think Ted it really Neely, works who played Jesus I mean he's so the stereotypical what you saw in pictures oh yeah of Jesus as a kid yeah no no definitely it's uh he's you know he's but then has this like rock voice that comes out wow yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and I mean and the you know the interesting thing he's great the uh Norman Jewison the director at one point wanted uh Ian Gillian, who was the lead singer for Deep Purple, to have the role of Jesus because he wanted somebody that could sing all that. And Ian Gillian decided he would go on tour with Deep Purple instead of do the movie, which I probably had a lot more money in it. But anyway, that's not the point. <laughs> and they clearly want, like, rock guy, you yeah. know? And I, I well, think... Well, I don't think... I'm trying to remember, but I don't think Jesus, like, even smiles once during the entire... No, he's he's very stoic. And he's... he You know, there's... Well, we'll talk when we get to the temple. There, there's... Other than that, there's not really many moments where he, he loses his cool. He's mm-hmm. always kind of cool, calm, collected, knows what's happening, what's going to happen. And every time they say, so you're the king of the Jews, you're the son of God, he's like, that's... Hey, you're saying that. I, I don't say that. You know, he's mm-hmm. like, you know... And, like, I have no kingdom here. Yeah, and, and you know, Herod's like, you're good, walk across my swimming pool. He's like, you know, that's, you, you, you think what you want about me. I've, I've already got this path laid out for me. And he's just sort of, he doesn't really veer from it, except, of course, in the temple. So then we go and we have Hosanna. Yes. I think that's actually when we have the visual with the kids that mm-hmm. I was referencing. I, I believe yeah. that is. Yeah, yeah. That, that's where it is. Yeah. I, I've I, been walking through these, this city and all these people kind of worshiping him in some way or another. 
or just ignoring him. Yeah, well, there's also that, you know, so. Um, and then we go on to uh, Simon. I can't even remember. Simon Zelotes. Thank you. Yeah. And poor Jerusalem. Yeah, and, you know, this has sort of, this was definitely one of the most, like, 70s moments in the whole movie because Besides just, yeah, well, yeah, uh, yeah, which we'll definitely talk about. <laughs> the ending is, like, the quintessential 70s moment. But, yeah, and it's also, it's just, everybody looks and they're dancing that way. You know, it's like, it, it might as well have been hair, which we talked about last week, but it's it's really just, it's like, yeah, it's a big dance number with a bunch of hippies, you know, just, uh Jesus, what do you think of it? It's like if if Jesus were presiding over America's Got Talent, you know? He's like, yeah, go on. You can go on to the next round. Uh, but I love it because it's so 70s. And I guess when you make that, you're just like, well, this is going to be, you know, this is going to be in the now. This is going to be modern. It'd be interesting yeah. if they, like, remade it to see, like, what they would try to do with it nowadays. as Because like, you have that 70s song, but then I feel like they would try to modernize would, a lot of the... Would like, Jesus be an EDM DJ or something? I Look, I don't know. It's just a question. I, I, I just <laughs> ask these things. I don't know the answers. I don't know how they would try and, you know, do it today. I don't know if I want to know. I don't think... I, well, if, if somebody's planning on that, then yeah, please stop developing your version of Jesus Christ Superstar, so... But... And then uh, moving on, we have um, Pilot's Dream. Yes. Where we see Pilot for the first time, and he's like you said, in a very biblical fashion... Yeah. Um, he has the Greek Caesar uh, headdress. Yeah, and uh, you know this was one of those things because I was also I was kind of reading some background. This was kind of one of those things where they deviated from what people think from the Bible, and I guess it's it's his dream and not his wife's dream. And people are like, "Well, that's not what's in the Bible." And I'm like, "I don't know. I mean, rock music isn't in the I mean, Bible yeah, either. I mean, a lot of stuff that happens in yeah. this musical is not yeah. in the Bible. I, I, you know, if you did the list of all the things in the movie that do happen in the Bible, it's like probably how many times relative- do you see a book made into a film and it's exactly as the book? I I can't think of one, so uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and I think it. I don't know. It's good that we at least try to understand the. You know, again, Pontius Pilate, Judas. These are not the most sympathetic characters, but if you understand can, them, it makes it a much I mean, richer film. I almost film. felt. I felt kind of bad for Pontius Pilate. He, well, he was sort of put in a situation because where he it's kind not of, his choice. He had to do this, and it gets longer. We get later in the film. I mean, everyone is just sort of like. Mm, do you really want this to get back to Caesar? You pretty much need to do this. Uh, you know, we, we, you ha- and they're chanting crucify him. He's like, well, I guess I have to now, you know, if everybody's telling, telling me that I have to. to. Yeah, so uh, there was bullying even back then. <laughs> so Pontius, it gets better. And then, uh, as you said, we move on to the temple. Yeah, this, we talked about this last week, how much I like that song, but Jesus just goes off. I mean, mm. Also, like, when you see this version of the temple, I had kind of forgotten. It's basically what every parent's fear was going on in the (laughs) parking lot of a Grateful Dead concert. You know, to some extent, they're kind of right. It's just this, like, little marketplace, and they're selling you kind of anything and everything. And uh, I love the rack of postcards. I don't know why I kept my eye would always fixate on the rack of postcards. There's, like, a lot of stuff, if you look in the background, that are just kind of random things. Like, they'll have, like... It'll look very old and like they're just selling like foods or spices or whatever. And then like every now and then you would just see something random. Yeah, like, oh, like they're that. selling they're selling M16s over here, you know, and rightfully so. Jesus would be <laughs> upset about that. But he's just flipping things over. And, you know, it's sort of like there's this great scene in Citizen Kane where he just trashes his own house. And you're just watching Jesus do this. I'm like, oh, he's not happy. But, I mean... It really needs to reinforce, again, this is Judas's perspective of the way he behaved there. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of his moment where he decided, like, I got to do something about this guy. Yeah, he's not behaving in the way that he should be behaving. Yeah, no, no, definitely. And I, uh, you know, it's, it, this is all too much for Jesus, this is the point. And, you know, he's just like, what are you guys doing? You know, I mean, well, it's, it's like, like he's having that realization of I'm supposed to die for these people's sins and all this yeah. stuff. And like, this is my path. But like, why am I dying for these people? Yeah. Well, it's the it's the old Groucho Marx joke. You know, I don't want to be of a, a member of any club that would have me as a member. And Jesus is like, wait, wait, these are the people who are following me. Clearly, I'm attracting the wrong kind of people, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, uh, I, you know, that's that's why he gets so upset. But uh, of course, he's able to be calmed down, as always. That's. That's why Mary's there. Yes, with the everything's all right reprise yes. slash don't know how to love him. Yeah, and you know, that's, you know, obviously we've talked about the song already, but that is a great question. You do, How do you love the guy who literally loves everyone? You know, 
he loves Judas. He loves Pontius Pilate. There's no one he doesn't love. So it's like, oh, I love you. And like, yeah, yeah, but I love you too. But I also, you know, love but everyone. Back to what you were like saying before about like how she has to calm him down. I love the fact that they put this into this musical of like, here's like one of like the strongest, like iconic men in history that we have all grown up learning about. But yet there's still a woman that's like his reason. Cause Look, that's what they always say throughout the years is that men have like this one thing and then they have behind what every great man there's like a greater woman yeah. look you still have a you can still have a bit of a temper when you come home from work you know so you need you need to to kind of get calmed down and obviously that's such a delicate part of the story to tell and i think it's toned down for the movie version that it's yeah. like she's just like you know i'm just gonna calm you down and you know, we barely touch ever, you know, and I think that uh, is something that it's a, Which, it's a very the, conscious mean, decision. She, I mean, she was prostitute, basically, yes. and, you know, that's part of the reason Jesus is upset with Jesus, is he doesn't understand why he's associating himself with these kind of people and defending these people when they're not the ones in his mind that need defending. Right. There's so many other, there are people more worthy of your time and your affection, although you would think, not even affection, but you know, just sort of your, your love, your support. And I think the point is Jesus is like, well, these are the people who need it the most, you know, the, the poor, the suffering people have turned to prostitution or whatever, you know, these are the people, those are his people. They're not past saving. Yeah. Which as the temple goes along and he, you know, he leaves the song, the temple is what I mean. And he mm. walks out of the physical temple and the sort of everybody kind of rises up and he's like, you know, see my eyes. I can hardly see. And you know, different people saying all of these things. And it's like, it's actually one of my favorite songs. Um, the temple. Dan- yeah. When yeah. they're, but when he's like finally at the end of it, when, yeah, no, there was a up. great moment. And, you know, obviously you get sort of a, kind of a version of that when it happens on stage but in the movie it's just there's so many people that kind of like almost engulf him and it's like these are these are your people these are the people that you're helping and i guess it's a uh, even jesus can have a crisis it's, of his own it's faith it's funny because in the film I, I for some reason i had pictured in my head that there would just be these people piling on top of him and then he'd sing like that one high note and then they'd all like fly off of him like stack electricity now see that that would have i would like to have seen that i mean maybe, look maybe te- a little too metal <laughs> hey, little, hey. yeah some people hey. would argue that there's no such thing Mark. that's right anybody who's seen rock of ages <laughs> Which I haven't, by the way. But uh, I have seen. Rock I like a lot of those songs on their own, so I probably would enjoy the show. But that's not what we're talking about. Um, then we have "Damned for All Time," "Bloody Money." Yes. Uh, now, I Is it blood, bloody money or blood money. Um, from what I've found, because he says online, I it says the title was called "Bloody Money,", money. right? Because it's blood money for. Jesus' head. Yeah, but they're just like, no, no, we have it. It's okay. We have plenty of money. Go, go ahead, just take it. You know, don't worry about us. And, you know, I think that that ultimately becomes the moment that, you know, he regrets more than anything. It's like, you're not, you're, you're saying that you're doing this so that you can help people with the money, but at the end of the day, you sold out this guy who, you know, maybe you've soured on a little bit, but you know that he is very important. He has a message that you think is is one that people should listen to and yet at the same time what 30 pieces of silver you get thrown and you're like yep oh yeah anyway i'll tell you where where you can find him no problem you know so uh yeah i mean i mean it was it's partially that but it's also just partially him being fed up of yeah it all sure yeah but i think because i don't think it ever was about the money like he would say like oh i can they they, that's why they had to convince him that's why they had to be like you like imagine all the charities you could use this money for right yeah, I, I, you're right. I think he would still have told them where Jesus was, even if they, you know, I mean, he said, you know, keep your money, but they give it to him anyway. And I, I think that that is probably the biggest part of the guilt. But mm-hmm. again, this is a great Judas moment because so much of this is Judas's story in the way that it relates to it. And uh, you can see sort of how even at that moment, even after everything that happens in the temple, he's still torn, but he's like, I know I need to do this, but there's a part of me that's saying, this is not the right thing to do but yeah yeah ultimately he feels like well, it then, is and because then we move on to the last supper where it's told very differently as yeah <laughs> than the traditional telling of it um it's, it's, a, it's, a, pic- it's it, a picnic on like a on like a blanket yeah basically yeah and then halfway through jesus like just like kind of freaks out and is like why am i even doing any of this yeah. of you guys like you're gonna betray me you're gonna denounce me and that's when like you get that great judas moment of and this, the actor is just so spot on with him, just like 
having that guilt and being like, he already knows. So yeah. I'm just going to yell at him. Yeah, exactly. He He's like, well, you know what I'm going to do. He's just so, trying to like beat around so, the bush. So why don't you, yeah, why don't you try and stop me or whatever? But there, there's like a moment, you know, where obviously it's, you know, Jesus talks about it. This could be my blood. This could be my body. And you see Judas essentially taking communion and he just has this like pained like guilted look on his face this is before jesus speaks up mm-hmm. and it's just uh he, he i don't know he's just he knows he's already told them you know that he's gonna he's gonna sell out jesus as to where they can find him and it just the the pain throughout the whole scene and you know sort of culminating with when he and jesus sort of walk away from everyone else at the last supper it's uh yeah it's it's so well done and the music you know again a problem sometimes with musicals can be like sort of making the scene work mm-hmm. you know with what's happening in the in the lyrics uh, but uh, this, this one, i think does yeah, it perfectly it yeah. does and you know there is that whole thing where i kind of got the feeling that he thought i'm going to say this and then i'm going to go get them and when i come back they're going to be gone right yeah, he's like, oh, I tried to show you uh, where Jesus was, but um, you know, take your money back; it's fine, you know. But yeah, uh, like yeah. I think that he almost had that hope that he would have moved on. Yeah, and of course we have the moment where Peter, as always, is like, "Peter, you're the I'm worst." Not do it. He's like, "No, I would, I would never." And is so ca- late. It's in a few minutes, he very casually is like, "I don't, I don't know that guy. Jesus, Jesus who?" Jesus and as a where? No, it doesn't sound familiar. I would know if I knew Jesus. So yeah, and uh, and of course uh, Peter, another big white afroed hippie guy with a big beard, because that's who all the disciples were. I mean, it's probably not too far off in some aspects. Yeah, yeah, they they. I'm all, pretty sure they probably had not the best kept hair. They all looked like they could be roadies for strawberry. That they alarm probably clock. you know have been traveling on the road for a while yeah. <laughs> in that bus, hippie like yeah. smelly. Yeah, that bus did not smell good. I'm going to just, you know, hazard a guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you have a pretty good guess. Um, then we have Gethsemane, I only want to say, which is this. Big. Yeah, and, and Gethsemane has this, you know, it, it's a good story, but it has that pivotal, like, that why, you know, that, mm-hmm. like, that note that you didn't think a human could actually hit. <laughs> and it's just... The, the song is so great and that you know we we talked last week that uh, my old boss Dennis Miller the comedian huge fan of this music that is his favorite song and his favorite moment and sometimes he would just be like hey when I come back from commercial can you play that part of Gethsemane just because it would put him in a good mood which when you think about the context not great but it's so well done and and Ted Neely is just so great in in actually you know conveying those emotions mm-hmm. you know because just because Jesus knows what's about to happen, it doesn't mean that he is necessarily. He, yeah, he's just okay with it. Yeah, yeah, he's not necessarily ready for it. He's not. He's like, I, I have to. This is what's going to happen, but uh, I don't know how. I don't, I don't know how, that I'm really prepared for it. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, like any of us. Like if we were to be finding out that that's you know, hey, in one week's time you're going to yeah. die. Like I don't think anyone would handle it. And I think, and I might be jumping a song because I wasn't smart and I didn't map out my notes by song, but I think that that is when we see there's kind of a montage of traditional imagery of Christ from paintings and things like that. That might be actually a later no, that's song. Here. That's, that right, is, that, that's during the little uh, musical interlude okay. before my time is almost through. Well, I'm so glad that Mark knows because I, I thought I was right, <laughs> I but I didn't. Dude. Yeah, wow. I mean, absolutely. I definitely agree with you. And I just thought that that was kind of an. It was a good touch because it's like, you know, this guy, you know, like the guy that you're watching in the movie, he's this guy from all these paintings mm-hmm. and, you know, some, uh, I don't know, some just very familiar looking imagery, which I, I don't know. It's, it's nice. It's not like. In the Broadway show, they you know have like a projection screen behind you in the Not show, yet. but they could yeah they will you know there'll be an app that pops up on I'm your phone. Pretty sure during... in a certain amount of time, every Broadway show will have a projection screen. <sighs> That's probably it. you're you're probably right. Um, and then we move on with the arrest. Yes, um, I don't have any uh, strong notes on no, that. I mean but... the, the the only thing that stands out to me ever, and it's in the play and in the in the movie, is just the him looking at you like you do this with a kiss. Yeah. Right, exactly. So it's like you know, you know. But at the same time, that kiss is like super awkward to watch. Super awkward. It's 
almost the level of the Voldemort hug in <laughs> Harry Potter. Which I wonder how often those two moments have been compared. <laughs> that might be a first here on Broadway Breakdown. Might, I mean, definitely is a first on Broadway Breakdown. I'm not you, sure. No, no. I mean, the first is happening here. But oh, yeah, okay. it has, I, I was like, I, no, I, I've, I've always no, referenced if we, if we didn't, If we didn't breakdown. talk about it last week, the Jesus kiss and the Voldemort hug, yeah, that it wouldn't have been on the show before. But yeah, it's sort of like Judas... Okay, look, I, I know what's happening. You know what you did. You know, don't try and act like you. You know, you this, still care about me. Yeah, it's like you you made your decision. You know, they're going through a breakup right there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Is that the and ultimate one, breakup one, of all time? Like, and one's like, I'm doing this for the good for you, yeah. and the other one's like, uh, really? Yeah, right. No, and and Judas is like, hey, hey, Judas, no, it's not me. It's you. <laughs> you know, so uh, yeah. <laughs> And then we go on to Peter's denial, as we said, with him being Peter, just like, you're oh, such no. a jerk. Like, no, 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 I don't know that guy. You know, it's just like, what are, what are these other people going to do if you say, like, oh, yeah, I know him? And for whatever reason, he's like, he's None of the a- other disciples were yeah. done it. Like, no, it's just Peter, you know, and you're such a jerk. And, you, I, and I'm he saying told it. you you were going to do it, and you're yeah. like, no, I'm not. Yeah, he's like, what do you know, Jesus? Oh, right. Jesus said I was going to do that. But he seems okay with it. Judas, as we see, cannot live with his decision, his betrayal. But uh, Peter's like, yeah, I'm I'm fine. I mean, he goes, but the main thing from that whole thing is that it makes everybody else more um, believing in this man because they're like, he said that this was going to happen. Yeah. Right, and you said it wasn't, but you just clearly did yeah. it. You it, you had the power to make it not happen, Peter. And look at that, Jesus was right. So you know, and then yeah. they have to like guide him away. And I'm like, why are you guys still friends with him? Yeah, you would think that. <laughs> you think they would just walk away from yeah. him, like shaking their head? But no, they like take his hand and help him. Well, that's I guess that's what it means to you know be a disciple is that you you're very you're accepted. Above the pettiness. Yeah. You know, you're you're like the sec- you're the next tier down, the next level from Jesus. So you have to be understanding and forgiving and, and all of those important things. And then we go on to Pilate and Christ Hosanna reprise. Yes. I I really love the scenes with Pontius Pilate and Jesus intermingled within them because it's like Pontius Pilate knowing he kinda has to do this thing these things, but not wanting to do them and like looking at him, waiting for him to like Give yeah. him a reason not to. Yeah, and I mean, we'll, we'll see the same thing when we talk about Herod. Both Pontius Pilate and Herod are like, just give me a reason to not do this. You know, like, just, you know, you know, if just, just anything. Like, I don't even need a good excuse. Just give it. And he's just like, you know, I'm just, this is the path that I'm on. And yeah, I do think, and I, I don't. It's have, like he almost makes the matter at him. Yeah. Because well, he just won't. When we talk about Herod, that's exactly what happens. But yeah, and Pilate's like, "All right, fine. You know what? I, I don't want to deal with you. I'm gonna, go I'm to gonna say, yeah, I'm gonna go." Which go is to when Herod. we get. And you said you sang this last night, Carrie. Uh, I did. I uh, it was not too late at night, so I felt like I was. Just, I texted Bree. I was like, I was preparing for the show by uh, because. When I do karaoke with my friends, we go to Max Karaoke in, in Little Tokyo here in Los Angeles, and we get like the, the private room, and we try to have themes per hour. So uh, we had a Broadway slash Disney hour, and the other show I did here, the other episode of Broadway Breakdown I did was Rocky Horror. Mm-hmm. So I did Sweet Transvestite, and then a little later I did King Herod's song, and uh, King Herod's song was a was a crowd big pleaser. crowd pleaser, nice. yeah. And you know, people were wondering if I was did trying to tell. Did you wear them the to- exact outfit from I, the film? I didn't. Um, <laughs> By the way, a little racist. Very stereotypical, like, the Jewish guy who is, is King Herod in this movie. And, I mean, you sort of get variations of it in stage versions. But I was like, oh, wow, yeah, they, oh, they went there, you know? And it's well, it's I mean, very, that was still, the yeah. 70s, I think, was still a time period where you could get away with doing things. Very broad stereotypes in the 70s, absolutely. And, you know, somewhat on display in this movie. But it's like, it's he was very specifically, like, not just Jonah Hill, but he looked like Jonah Hill in Wolf of Wall Street. You know what I mean? He's like that Jonah Hill. And, by the way, Jonah Hill, as Herod, would love to see it anytime oh he wants to God. do it. But, uh, yeah, and this is... I don't know. This is always a song that I just identify with because he's like... I'm just never going to get this image of Jonah Hill in like basically a diaper out of my head. No, no, no. And, you know, I'm sure that movie, you know, there's probably a lot of movies where Jonah Hill's practically in a diaper. But anyway, this this moment, it's just like, yeah, you know, all right, so... Let's see why why you're such a big deal, uh, you know, Jesus. You're the you know the king of the Jews. You know, walk across my swimming pool, tall, turn my water into wine. 
you know, any of that stuff. And this is another moment where Jesus could most likely prevent himself from being crucified. But he's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to do like yeah. parlor tricks. You this know? is what I'm supposed to do. I'm yeah. just here to do it. Just get it over. With. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you know, you're not impressed and that's fine. And again, you're the one who says I'm king of the Jews. I, I don't say that, you know, mm-hmm. Herod, you, you say that. And, um, you know, and then obviously the last sort of verse of the song is Herod's like, I all right, that fine. He's calling this his swimming pool too, when it's like, and then they have him in this big lake. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's another thing that because it's a movie, you can really kind of play with the location. They like take him to this lake, and he's I don't, I don't know. Again, just, if they remade this film now, I feel like they would just go to like an agent's house in Beverly Hills, and and Herod just be like the typical, and maybe even have the agent play Herod. But you know, it's like they go to this weird lake. And and he's got all these girls with him. And because, you know, this is Easter time, you're like, okay, so Herod's on spring break, obviously. And that's what's happening there. And Jesus is like, I, I, don't, I don't want any part of this. So Just all, like all the people just rubbing him. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Just like, I, I hope that there was hand sanitizer off camera <laughs> for after you rubbed your hands all over that guy. And whoever knows how many degree heat. Oh, yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine this was a fun shoot. Like, people look back like, oh, no, we had a great time in the desert in Israel. Oh, my God, so much fun. Right. Um, Then we move on to Could We Start Again, Please? Which I liked a lot uh, because I I kind of forgot about the similarity, but this is very much like the old Coke commercial that I'd like to teach the world. I'd like to to teach the world to sing. I'd like to to buy the world a Coke, but on top of that, I also would like to teach them to sing in perfect harmony. And I was just like, oh, that's really cool imagery because that commercial had happened by this point. Mm -hmm. So I think that it was just like, yeah. Use that as some kind of influence on it. Right, exactly. And, you know, maybe it was very subtle product integration of just like, are you thinking about Coke right now? Because we have some out in the lobby at the movie theater. But I, I don't know. And it's just, obviously, I mean, that's such a, a sweet sentiment for a commercial, something that you don't really get from advertising anymore. So mm-hmm. I think it, it actually works really well. And that's probably why I compared the two of them, because it does work so well in that commercial. And you're just like, hey, can we start again? You know, yeah. yeah, like like Judas says, I don't know how you let things get so out of hand, but um, can we hit the reset button at any point? But uh, obviously well, we're... Enough time's passed, right? Our, yeah. our wounds have healed. We can and, move and, on again. And, and unfortunately, no, because he's got, he's got wounds that he still has to get. So uh, unfortunately, uh, we can't start again. And that's... Uh, yeah. So that's... that. And believe me, it is definitely too bad. But uh, I think it is during that where we see... Judas running away, and mm-hmm. he's literally running away from himself and what he's done. Yeah, because he's now realizing, you know, look what you have done to this man. Like, I gave him over to you, and you're yeah. treating him terribly. And You you condemned the Son of God to death. Like, mm-hmm. you did it. It's not like, you know, what Peter did is obnoxious. But what you did was like, oh, no, you killed him. Yeah. And, I mean, the only way to really come to grips with that kind of a decision is like, yeah, I'm going to have to kill myself. Yeah, which and, it leads us to yeah. Judas' death, which is very intense in the film to watch. Yeah, I remember watching it again today, and I was like, oh, man, I saw this as a kid. God, this is really disturbing. Like, I was thinking, like, that, you know, you were going to see him tying the rope to the tree and stuff, and then we would cut away, and we just kind of know Maybe what Maybe you happened. see the shadow of, like, Maybe his feet that, swinging or something. Or but... you just see the feet, but, like, nope. Nope. Yeah, it's everything. Yeah, and one of, it's one of those moments that you can never forget. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely, I agree with you, Mark. I think that 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 really stuck with me, you know, for a long time. And, and he, but here's the thing, what he did, yeah, you know what, you kind of should go out in a pretty gruesome way. Yeah. I guess it has to be portrayed in that way well, to and, underscore and like, what he'd actually you know, done. And, and I like that it is. And I know that they didn't write the Bible and stuff, but like I like that it is he goes out on his choice that he can't live. It's not someone else killed him for doing this to Jesus. It's I can't live. Yeah, it right. It's not like his followers are like, Oh, did you hear that Judas is the one who did this? And then they, you know, hunted him down and yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, he no, he knew. He's like, Oh yeah, this clearly I had an error in judgment. And, and I like the the small reprise of I don't know how to love him. As a part of mm-hmm. the song, I yes. absolutely loved it. The because Judas, I don't know how to love him. just makes com- 100% the entire movie f- play f- summed up as Judas does not know how to love Jesus. Yeah. And doesn't know how to follow him 100%. Yeah. No, no. That's It's very clear that uh, he does not know how and uh, did not do a good job of loving the king of the Jews, a.k.a. the son of God. No, so. was too involved in his own 
yeah. vendetta yeah. that he couldn't see past <laughs> any of that. Um, and then, which is another terribly hard scene to watch, is the Trab 4 pilot yeah. with the 39 lashes. We get, and we get all 39 of them. We get all th- And with the words just like yeah. breaking down and then him standing and taking it to eventually crumbling. It's yeah. a very powerful scene that they yeah. chose to do. No, and, and it's... I, I don't know. You don't necessarily expect to see all 39, but, no. uh, and look, the way that they make movies now, it, I don't even, I can't even imagine like how I graphic even forgot it would how be. many lashes it was supposed to be. I was like, when is this going to end? Yeah. I'm like, is it a hundred? I mean, they couldn't possibly I know, I do hundred. I kept 100. like waiting for a 10. I was yeah. like, when is he going to stop? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, where does that sentence come from? The 39 lashes. But you just, you're just like, I, I mean, this is, they need to show it. You know, it's one of those, it's like the, the gruesome way that we see Judas himself it's like you're gonna see this is what jesus went through he went through all 39 of them and the the onlookers all saw it so yeah we and they're all yelling for the crucifixion yeah which we have no king but caesar crucify him yeah like caesar like you guys really liked caesar but well then then that's what pontius Pilate tells them is like you don't even like caesar so why are you crucifying this man who hasn't done anything because we don't want caesar to hear that we don't like him so Mm -hmm. let's just say that uh you know caesar you're better than this guy who said he was the son of god so and then we have the iconic song superstar which is the most 70s thing ever yeah, so this, of course, has – and it's interesting. I've always thought it's interesting that we have um, Angel Judas because – is that where you go when you betray the Son of God and you kill yourself? Well, I which mean, he did, I, he did, you know, confess his sins before he right. died, and so I, depending on which religion you are. Right. I, I was raised Lutheran, not Catholic, but I know in the Catholic Church, suicide is, is a sin, and, and so I, I was just like – Oh yeah, I guess he's There's an just angel. So many fine lines with that whole thing right. with religions. Yeah, but that's because like like killing yourself is sin, but yet you're supposed to be able to like, you know, confess all your sins before you die, and then you're fine. And maybe it's like a case by case basis, and that's the the beauty of Jesus. Jesus signed off on like, no, Judas, yeah, he can go up. That's fine. Go ahead. Yeah, and Judas, we're supposed to forgive people. Yeah, exactly. And if I can forgive Judas, anyone can forgive <laughs> anyone Judas, else. Right. There's no one's going to do anything worse. And yeah, it's such an amazing production. It's like you know, seventies crooner, like Vegas residency. Judas. We have like the girls in the yeah. back with the afros and the fringe and the high go-go boots and- yeah i i wish life could be more like that one <laughs> production number and again he's and he's got the very nice white suit i i love the the red pimp outfit i mentioned earlier but like that's a sharp looking it's suit. like if you've ever seen um the film reefer madness the musical yes <laughs> it's like mary jane when she's you know in the the devil's hands and she's in this like really scantily clad little outfit and then gets accepted into heaven and all of a sudden it's in this huge white gown <laughs> yeah it's kind of how I reflected it. Um, moving on, we go to the crucifixion. Also, another another crowd pleaser. Another another, <laughs> another fun light moment. Just like them pulling him up there and Mary just falling to pieces on yeah. the ground. Yeah, and it's it's always you know literally insult to injury. It's like you have to carry your cross. That you're mm-hmm. you know you, you know it's the phrase my cross to bear. Sure, but it's like yeah yeah. So you, you carry that because we're we're not carrying it. I mean we'll put you up on it, but uh, yeah and yeah it's another one of those things that and even I, I love that it shows that even towards the end he's still asking like where are you God why have you forsaken me because yeah. you know he's expecting maybe a less lengthy death yeah and he's like well if i'm you know I, I don't say i'm the son of god but you know if i am at some point shouldn't he you know help me out in some like, way or another I, like yeah you know turn into an angel and fly yeah, off fly, of and, and you know and everyone will realize it like yeah go on tour with judas you know and the big vegas number from the previous song but <laughs> none of that and this is what we were alluding to earlier of course you know it, it you feel like it wouldn't be a, an early 70s movie without really weird lighting effects and like freeform jazz blaring off that in the was distance. the weirdest thing yeah to and me about that, this is like that jazz and playing. that was the part that you actually hadn't seen right yeah, and, and I, I, I i like was like oh finish watching the it one on i my, the one i had online yeah. cut off before yeah that. And the one that I was watching, in addition to having Portuguese subtitles, uh, it, it had had the ending of it, and it's just like, oh no, no, you need to see this like really weird <laughs> ending, which is the John nineteen forty one, 
let's get back on the tour bus, everybody, including Judas. Very, but very somber. Yeah, well, you know. And while we're all in different clothing. Yeah. And then it's it's such a somber trek back to the bus compared to the yeah. opening when everybody's like, yeah, but hey, man, I this just is don't great. Think, I mean, I, I kind of had forgotten the bus in the beginning. Yeah. So then when they get back there, I'm like, not thinking they're trudging back to get to a bus. Yeah. I think they're just walking away like, right. this is what we did. Right. But, of course, the bus is still there. And as we referenced before, you know, we had tanks, we had airplanes, you know, we had all this stuff, you know, all this modern day imagery. So it's like, all right, well, let's get everybody back on the bus. <laughs> I kind of thought, because when the bus takes off and Judas kind of falters, I kind of thought he was going to fall off the bus like, you're not allowed on our bus. That would have been interesting. It's like, no, you walk. Judas, yeah. yeah, that's what. To that's tell what, what you for you've done, but we've you know, all done terrible thing because we all made this happen. But you walk, yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, and like you know, come to think of it, Peter, you get off the bus too. You know, I mean, maybe we'll pick you up halfway, halfway. but uh, but Judas, you you're definitely going to walk to Jerusalem or wherever wherever the tour takes them. And then next. our bus drives off into the yeah. desert sunset, and and you know, there is sort of the hopeful ending, which we kind of talked about in the stage version. You know, there there is. We see that the these empty, people are changed now. Yeah, but we also see the empty cross, yes. and we see the sun in the distance. So it's like you know, we don't see the resurrection, which I know is actually a criticism of the story from the religious point of view. Mm-hmm. But it, it it just sort of works under the idea that everybody knows that that's what happens next, you know, and uh, you know, so that's why we have sort of this, you know, and that's again, I, I was raised Lutheran, so the crosses that we had didn't have Jesus on it. We had the empty cross. And, and the Catholic Church has Jesus on the cross because they want you to remember, like, oh, he he died for your sins. And I guess the focus in a lot of other Christian churches and specific faiths is the empty cross because yeah. he was again. I was Presbyterian. Again. Yeah. empty cross. Yeah. So, I remember the first time I went to, I don't even remember what it was. You know, somebody was, I don't know, it was a baptism or something. I went to a Catholic church and I was just looking and I'm like, that's Jesus on the cross. Why is he there? You know, it's like, well, because that's what happened. But my mom explained it to me that, you know, I've since seen it a lot. And uh, so they went with that imagery of, you know, just the cross, mm-hmm. which obviously you could have shown him still there, you know, that he, clearly he died on the cross. But, but he's uh, still th- yeah. there because yeah. he wasn't, that's not but, actually how the story goes. He doesn't yeah. actually leave the cross. Right. They take him down. But. but it just, you see the empty cross and it's the idea of the resurrection or as we referenced last week that Jesus Christ will return in Jesus Christ two per star, yes. which we're still developing. We don't still, have any news still, on it yet. Still in the yeah. very, we're, very early stages. The, the Kickstarter is not, it's not, yet. Kickstarter's not ready yet and uh, <laughs> there's no casting, but you know, stay tuned. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Um, I do want to go over just a couple news stories that happened sure. this week right before we're about to end. Uh, we have that Disney Channel has confirmed that they're going to take this Freaky Friday musical that's on Broadway currently and make it into a TV movie for their channel. TV movie of the musical, of the version, musical version, right? Which was a movie, which was a movie, and on then Disney. was and then and then was a movie again with uh, Lindsay, Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, not you know, the one with Jordy Foster, and then the, okay, so look, I mean, it's a concept that works, and uh, the I mean, I don't know that much about the musical version. I don't know that much about it either. I know that the writers of it were the writers for Next to Normal, which I love. Um, I I don't have issues with people doing this because I know that certain areas don't get tours. Um, some people just like, you know, you only have so much money. You have to pick which shows you want to see. So this is, I love when they put ways for people to kind of see it, even if it's not 100% the Broadway version, but they can get a taste of that. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we've, well, we talked a little bit when we talked about Rocky Horror. We, you, I know you did an episode about the live version mm-hmm. and we sort of, and you know, there have been definitely mixed results on those live versions, but it is at least bringing like that sort of style of production to people who are, po- you know, mm-hmm. probably never even going to get close to a Broadway theater yeah. or even maybe a theater in the biggest city near them because. You know, even the touring companies. I, I can't, anybody who bought Hamilton tickets. Are, are you kidding me? How yeah. much? How much that was? You know. So I, I think it's great that they're doing it, and you, people are sort of getting to see whether it's not literally musical theater, but the the musical styling. You know, a production that is like a musical production in a theater. Um, and then also, which was very exciting for me, was Benny and June is this September going to be on Broadway as a musical. It's going to be a short run, I believe, just September 7th through October 22nd. Oh, but wow. That is one of my favorite films. Yeah, um, I mean, that's such a great movie. I had no idea that there was even a consideration I had no idea either, which that. I, yeah. like, 
hitting myself in the head that I wasn't aware that they were making this into a musical. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for it. I hope that it goes on tour or comes back for a more extended stay so that I can see it because I would love to see what they would do with a musical version of it. Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes Especially you- with its homage to silent film. Yeah, and it's true. I didn't even think about that part. But it, it's interesting because when you hear about you know any kind of existing property turned into a musical, sometimes you're like, all right, I mean, I guess Footloose could work. But uh, when you see this, I'm like, oh, that's so, it's such an interesting choice mm-hmm. to see what they're doing. You know, like I know Tina Fey is working on a Mean Girls musical and I'm like very interested. I'm glad she's writing it, but very interested to see how that turns out. Yeah, uh, but, but you, I mean, you're always taking a chance when yeah. you're making a film into a musical or a musical into film. Yeah, no, because absolutely. you have to appease two different types of audiences. Right, exactly, and and you know, obviously, Benny and June, they're going to have to sing to express emotions to people on all the stage. I'm, all but, I gotta say is, you gotta have the Proclaimer song. Uh, yes. You gotta have it in there, or it's not so Benny and June. Would you walk 500 miles to see the show? Would you, dri- very long walk. would you drive 500 I would, miles? I maybe would drive. Okay, fair miles. enough. You know, the Proclaimers will give you that. They understand. They're Scottish, so you know. Yeah, they're very laid back. They're laid back people. Um, The only other news I have, which I'm not going to read everything, was obviously Tony Award nominations were this past week. Um, I'll post it on our site if we haven't already done that. But those are coming up with Kevin Spacey, so I'm excited for those. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I I know that, you know, he was in the uh he, he was in the movie the uh mac the knife guy i can't i'm sorry i can't remember beyond the sea bobby darren <laughs> bobby darren uh yeah and uh I, I don't know i don't think of him as as uh you know a, yeah but he did start on broadway that was right one of his starts, it's so. it's just you know it's not he's not the guy you think of you know somebody like nathan lane of course That's kind of and, why yeah. i like that he's yeah, doing it i think it'll be i think he's great you know i mean uh i'm a couple i don't know i watched a few seasons of house of, house cards, of cards but i do like him a lot uh, this movie that he did, I don't know, like 20 plus years ago, Swimming with Sharks, is great. And it, it, he's always great. So the idea of him as a host is probably going to be one of those, oh, great. You're like, it's like Neil Patrick Harris. What can't you do? Yeah. You know, exactly. great. Oh, you can do everything. Great, Kevin Spacey. Thanks. Yeah. So those are coming up. And like I said, we'll put those on our websites if they're not already up there so you guys can see the noms if you don't already know who got what. Um, next week, following this one rock musical, we'll be doing another rock musical we will be doing hair uh so make sure you tune in for that we'll be discussing the theater version first and then the film um and you can always find me at bfips14 on twitter and instagram bfips1214 on snapchat and on wednesday at 7 p.m for the finale of speechless on AfterBuzz tv uh you can find me on twitter instagram at christian dmz and uh you can find me on a bunch of things on AfterBuzz, including the mystery science theater 3000 after show fridays at noon pacific all right, everyone, have a great week, and we'll see you next one. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Spitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. And it's cool. 